International. restart hey all right everybody welcome to another episode <laughs> extra salty as always i'm jasmine ellis and i'm kai krebs and that was a smooth natural start just yes, being like restart was. hey yes, because i was watching this time there wasn't gonna be any surprises i think i think this might be the first episode that like started like where you didn't have to ask if we were already recording because i was looking people was... are gonna be mad they're gonna be like what do you mean she was paying attention <laughs> Shut up. Oh, what a wonderful salty Tuesday we are having today. Salty. Um, we actually are joined in studio today by someone who's absolutely hilarious, part of a great podcast that we enjoy very, very much, Ginger Fluids. Um, it's uh, Austin Smart. Thanks for joining us. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah. How are y'all doing? Do y'all call your listeners things like saltines or? We, sal- can we? I mean, can we call? I mean, do y'all want to be saltines? Please tell us you want to be saltines. Tweet at Extra Salty Podcast and say we want to be. I love that actually. That's Our saltines because. Every, salt licks that just makes it sound like we're calling everybody a cracker though. yeah i was gonna say there's gonna be like some sort of racial crisis yeah someone's gonna be like well someone's gonna identify with me like i am a saltine but what does that mean about me oh shit <laughs> uh what what a weird awakening that would be yeah like, do you want to know a, i am a, a, a food <laughs> i'm just a conduit for something better that you put on the cracker to eat <laughs> so we always like to start the show off by listing the reasons that we're salty and then of course letting our guests take the lead and tell us their reasons. Um, our reasons are usually very petty and dumb. Girl. I'm just going to go ahead and start because I'm so irritated. Okay. We're both, we are both like lo- cocked and ready to go. Do you remember Glenn and Reed my gay neighbors that taught me it was okay to hate gay people. Uh, uh-huh. Just those two individuals. Just those two in particular. What, not- I hate those individual Can gays. you define them? What do you mean? Like, they were like, came to you with like leaflets and was like, look, here's why you should hate us and everybody else. Or was it just like, they were so shitty. You were like, fuck all these gay here's people. Here's why yeah, I no, hate them. We hate them for their habits. Here's why I hate them. And I've actually never met them, but here's why I hate them. So I live in an apartment that has like, where the bottom apartments have a garage and they live in the very expensive, fancy garage. And in their garage, this is how I know their names, even though I've never met them yeah they have these light up letters that spell out glenn and reed in the garage that's gay as fuck oh, right God. so annoying it was funny because for the longest alex and i were trying to figure out if glenn and reed were two women two men or a man and a woman i was like both names are kind they are, of gender, they are neutral. Pretty gender neutral yeah, yeah. but <laughs> you called it it was two men here's why i hate them though i hate them also i think it's important to stress that all of those light up letters are like different fonts and sizes so it, it is looks like a, a, ransom, like a, a note. ransom note it's so stupid and then when you walk by at night, they're lit up. So it's just like Glenn and Reed. Like when you pass, I Glenn and Reed. Like it's their own variety show. I hate them so much. <laughs> they have a, a black BMW with the license plate, You Heart Me. You love me. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. Okay. We, you they're like, they're Pinterest gays, like 100%. They recently bought a second black BMW that matches the first black BMW. <sighs> and they just added a vanity license plate with like a light up thing so we can see oh in the dark. God. And the vanity license plate says thug life. I cannot. By the way, they're both white. Go- I was going to say, they're both white though. <laughs> yes. I love both these people I so much. So much. <laughs> they have these dogs that are the size of horses that they let off off their leash and I just I just can't stand them. We have both <laughs> equally voted to we, we've both decided to equally vote them off the island. Yes please, I just mm. they've never done anything to me personally but when I see those light up letters I just want to fight them every time. When are their dogs shitty? Are the they dogs, like, though they shit. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, are they like fucked up dogs where it's like if you're outside, they like run up to you yes. and shit? See, I want to murder I'm already, those like, motherfuckers. A, I'm a skitsy person around dogs, but I hate how, like, you you guys have both heard my anti-dog material. Like, oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I've come a long way 
I have really come a long way from being like scared to death of people's dogs. But I do feel like it's inconsiderate to let your dog off the leash because you're just assuming that no one's afraid of dogs. And people are. And better yet, just because your dog is calm around you doesn't mean it's calm around everyone else. Especially like the larger the dog, because big dogs just can look more intimidating. It's even if they're a sweetheart, because it's like if a dog gets excited and they're running up to you, like, you, I mean, you yeah. don't know until they get there. I mean, I fucking hate this, like, letting, I mean, I let my dog off the leash, but that's because she's tiny and she's what actually well-trained. Like, there are, too many, there are too many motherfuckers in Austin that are like, my dog's so well-trained. It's like, does it do exactly what you say when you say to do it? If the answer's no, it's not well-trained enough to be off a leash. It's like, if you tell your dog to stop, it needs to just fucking stop. Their or if you, like, let it off and, like, walk around you, it, it keeps a little circle. It doesn't sprint off towards somebody to say hello. Like, yeah. It, yeah. People are like, well, they sit when I tell them to sit. It's like, that's a fucking party trick. That's not a well-trained dog. That's just a party <laughs> trick you teach your dog to do so you, someone can give it a piece of bacon or some shit, right? Like, uh, yeah, I hate it. There's so many shitty dogs. I will say the most city. well-trained dog I've ever seen in my life. It was this, I don't know breeds like that because I'm afraid of most dogs. Yeah. My friend Brittany, who lives in LA, has a dog and I had to stay with her for three days and she did not tell me she had a dog. But I was <laughs> like, you live in the good part of LA and you're letting me stay for free so I should suck it up. And she was like, no one's afraid of Ellie. And I was like, I'm afraid of Ellie. She goes, why? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just scared she's going to bite me. And so my friend Brittany opens Ellie's mouth and sticks her whole forearm in it. And she goes, watch. And then the dog never closes her mouth down on her arm and then just like pulls out and smiles. And she's like, she's never bit anyone. And I was like, all right, if everyone else would just walk around and put their whole <laughs> forearm in their dog's mouths, then I trust that your dog was well-trained. Yeah. I would snap my dog's head in half doing that because it's tiny, Aww. but. Ellie <laughs> is so little. Yeah. What kind of dog do you have? She's a half Dosh Hound, half Jack Russell Terrier mix. Yeah. She's like 11 and a half pounds. Like, Are Dashens hot dogs? It's like the wiener dog. Yeah. yeah. Half wiener dog half like Jack Russell yeah she's adorable like even if she bit you as hard as she could she couldn't break your skin you so know she's like she wants to be a killer in her heart but she's too weak to actually kill anything um, <laughs> so your salt is dogs and thug life dude fuck that that's thug it's life it's my thing. weird neighbors it's and also I hate the word thug life I hate how it uh, becomes like I, I feel like Dick Tupac would just toss in his grave if he knew how many white girls just walked around in tank tops and say like messy hair and gangster rap like it's so it's so commercialized yeah. and annoying now oh i got my salt locked and ready to go what happened okay so uh whenever this comes out i won't be doing it anymore but right now uh i am teaching improv storytelling and stand-up to kids at Very a cool. summer camp uh because uh it's like it's just like a bunch of bougie little kids at a summer camp and they're just because like they're all like mostly like theater kids and stuff and then they're just like also kind of learning comedy like yeah they should learn skills they can't make money from that's great right exactly this is helping america because we're trying to ruin the fact that their family already has money by teaching them a skill in which they will find love and no money so that way uh, we're just it's, trying it's to really drain those resources yeah it's yeah. really deplete the wealth it's really Fuck the it's real grassroots it's real <laughs> grassroots um no, but so like there's so, like and it ranges all the way from like six to eighteen. Like they're not all in like the same class. They're, like they're divided up by age. But they sent out an email recently, and you know I don't I never signed any NDAs or anything, so there wasn't anything to tell me that I can't talk about this. So they sent out an email to everyone that's teaching for this session. They said, oh, we just got in new stuff like for uh, the basically like behaviorally challenged and like focus challenged kids. So like they got some of those swivel chairs that help kids that, that can't focus, you know, the kind that like the base of it just swivels and they can like move their hips and their legs around, but they stay still. So that way it like helps them get out some of that like jitter energy without yeah, just like sure. jumping up and being around. Those are good. Then underneath that, they had the instructions for the weighted vest. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're going to do some Temple Grand and stuff. All right. No, for no, pro no problem. I'm I get, confused. A weighted vest? Like um, a weighted blanket for anxiety? Uh, yeah. Typically, like, those are used for anxiety or for children with autism because weighted stuff activates your central nervous system and it makes you panic a little bit, but then it ultimately, like, calms you down. So it helps. It helps with uh, yeah, like, too much energy, like, it also helps, like, and focus. Yeah. Like, a lot of, like, people that are on the spectrum, like, sleep with weighted blankets and sheets. So, like, because mm -hmm. the weight presses 
on helps yeah bring you into an awareness of your body and like a sensory thing that you're not usually aware of but calms your head down enough to where you can like go to sleep yeah. a little bit yeah um so as soon as i saw that in the email i was like there is no fucking way i'm putting a vest on any of these kids <laughs> you have to like put it on no them physically yes when they're having and, like, like, a, like the instructions are, sure, are like make sure it's tight like a hug and i'm like okay sure i've i don't know if i've ever had a hug quite like that but i was like i am not in a small town in texas because it's outside of austin like it's uh-huh. not austin proper i'm like in a small town outside of texas i am not going to sit here and put a weighted vest on a kid because i could already see the headline texas gay man assaults child puts weighted vest on child against will and <laughs> next thing you know like because like it'll just be this whole thing that i would get blown out of proportion immediately and then i'd end up on i can already hear nancy grace like chapping my ass in my head <laughs> like how she called casey anthony tot mom i know yeah. mine would be fag dad <laughs> or like because it has to rhyme right and then all of her viewers would think that she said Baghdad, and then they'd be like what did that gay guy do to those kids in the war and it would spiral out of control <laughs> So I was like, they're just going to have to have attention problems. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Okay. Maybe I don't fully understand because I'm not, I, I don't think I'm someone who identifies on the spectrum, but the idea of something weighing on me to make me feel better scares the shit out of me. Cause like I would feel like, oh shit, I can't get this off of me. I'm going to drown. I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's not usually so heavy that you can't move or okay, anything. Maybe it's I just don't, extra weight. I yeah. imagine. I'm like, so you're just putting 10 pound weights on people. Have you ever gotten out? like, uh, have you ever gotten like an x-ray uh-huh. taken and had that like lead vest laid on top of you? I hate that shit. Okay. So it's pr- not that heavy but it's heavier kind of like that right so okay. it's not going to be mm-hmm. oppressive but it's just where there's a nice like pressure mm-hmm. on you do you yeah. ever have like, the lightweight sleep apnea where you wake up but you can't move any part of your body sleep for, like, paralysis yeah and, yeah and for like a second you think you're paralyzed oh i've had it happen for like a few minutes where like, i'm awake and like just can't move, move. and i'm freaking yes. out and like yeah it's the worst it's like a phobia i have where it's just like i hate it so much like if i'm ever sometimes when i'm high i have a problem when i'm falling falling asleep of like kind of getting to that halfway area but i get so afraid of like waking up shortly afterwards paralyzed that i wake myself back up and start the process all over again just so it doesn't happen yeah i fucking hate that shit that's so scary i'm always afraid i can't breathe because i have bad allergies i'm like what if i wake up and my mouth is closed and i can't move it but my nose is stopped up and then i start panicking because i'm awake and i'm supposed to be able to open my mouth but i can't actually breathe like what do i do yeah it's a whole thing i used to date a guy who would snore so loud and I mean so loud and sometimes when he was snoring he would stop breathing and there'd always be that like half a second where I'd be like oh great he stopped snoring nope shit he's not breathing that's when that big one comes no he would just it would just be like silence until oh, I shook shit. him and one of these one night I was like I don't give a fuck let him die like, I, was, <laughs> I was so tired like I just like I was like shit and just, just did that die. like just like flicked my finger <laughs> at him and, he, and like started that, that gasping for air thing and I was like I hate you I hate yeah. you so much my dad but, always snored really bad and it, like it was always so much worse because he slept on his back too and I was like you have got to sleep on your side <laughs> Exit. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say, uh, but talking how you're thinking you're gonna be end up at that headline. It is kind of crazy that like you're doing this like job where like reasonably you should be expected to have to put this vest on this kid, right? But have had no training whatsoever to do so. So it's like y'all y'all have the best intentions in providing me this right. instruction so, manual on how to do it. However, like, can we get some sort of insurance waiver signed where I'm not liable for what something. happens? Yeah, like, something because I I re- did didn't read the contract assigned to work here but i read it on you know the front page there's not enough in there to protect oh, me from I, like I, autistic child freakouts and yeah shit like i do that, not right? like, like i do not have any sort of like real contract because it's literally just like a two-week period because it's just a camp session yeah and there's nothing that specifies that it's for children that are on the spectrum it just says for like it's it's very vague with its terming and also like that like that's just something that like i think a lot of people also don't realize is like especially with like the amount of like like because people like freak out over regular stuff but whenever you are like somebody that is in like a minority class be it gay black whatever like if something happens it's magnified it's going to be magnified exactly so are you supposed to as an as the teacher decide when they need the blanket like if they're acting a certain way it's up to you or are they supposed to ask for it and you assist them with putting it on it was so non-specific that's why i was like i I don't like that i was like like, i don't even want to know where that fucker is it's really well intentioned but just like jesus christ 
advice. Like, it's not saying we shouldn't do it, but we should probably figure out a better fucking way of like, maybe have one person on the staff that's there that knows what the fuck is up. And that's like, like, let's go ask Stephanie what the, you know what? And that's the, that's like the thing though, is like, if I do it even slightly wrong and that kid reports it back to his parents in any sort of weird or dubious way, it, they're, of course they're always going to believe their kid over, you know, anybody else, which yeah, I mean, for the most part, they really should because yeah. that's who they have established trust with and parents should believe their kids when they tell them stuff. But there's no way that it would be like, I mean, especially like in a smaller Texas town, there's, it's so unlikely that it wouldn't come up because people would look into me. They would find this other stuff out and it would just blow it extra out of report. Like I always have Although, to, that would I probably come back look, on the camp more of like, 100%. they put this person in charge. hundred percent. Right? But that's what I'm saying is like, whenever you are like a minority class, you're always like any time that you have to deal with something that could potentially go weird. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have to like think about the situation and its totality, but you also be like, you're quietly this representative for a community without even asking to be. Yeah. yeah. Because you, it's not going to not come up. And this, when kids get tossed in the mix, man, that gets real yeah. dicey real fast. This mm-hmm. is just so funny because it kind of reminds me, like I always have this, this, this saying where it's like anything that is a meeting could have been an email. Anything that was an email could have been a memo. Anything that was a memo could have been a text. Like I'm all about as little communication as possible with your employer, but I'm like, no, this is some shit you need a meeting for. You need a training session. Yeah. <laughs> you like, no, you need an explanation on how to do this. Uh, this is a super, super left field example of what you're talking okay. about, but it kind of goes right into it. Do you remember in January of last year when, um, Massage Envy got sued because some one of their employees at Massage Envy, which is like a chain massage store. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Um, essentially, just like decided to uh, just start offering women oral sex um and it was like a woman was like what the hell are you doing and when they uh when when she reported it they like went back in his file and he had like done this three other times and they just kept moving him locations what it's like what the fuck kind of company like you can't be that hard up for massage therapists they're like yeah this guy sometimes licks people without asking but we're just gonna keep this job that's fucking weird that's (laughs) although i do wonder what his success rate was where it's like it's our third most popular menu item now (laughs) (laughs) i mean look for sure 30 to 40 percent of women rejected it and didn't like it but the other is 60 to 70 (laughs) percent I would it's just got like that little sticker. customers. It's got know? that little sticker next to it that says hot. That I, was yeah. I would love if like the woman who's like, I'm not, he actually included this, this, um, aqua vaginal massage. It was so relaxing at the end. Like, has no idea something. Girl, take the happened. cucumbers off your eyes. <laughs> Has no idea something sex will happen. That's not funny. That's something. Uh, no idea that something sex will happen. <laughs> something sex. <laughs> something sex. That's a great idea uh, for like a title of something. Something sex. But this was an example of you should probably have a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that's a meeting. <laughs> that's a meeting. A meeting. <laughs> Just yeah. I mean you know a, a powwow around the water cooler something. Oh, oh my Jesus goodness. Christ. So like I said, our our reasons for being salty are sometimes kind of silly. That actually was a very valid one that you were you've probably been holding on to for a while i i should let my my neighbors have whatever license plates they want i just fucking hate them yeah what are you salty about today austin oh you know i've been this is was interesting for me to think about uh i have a few different things i guess i could go off of what what do y'all do y'all want tiny things or big things big things we can do big things. You want to start tiny and then get big? Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Ease okay. us into it. Don't just like put the whole fist in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, unless they are into that, and then we can just <laughs> go right in, no lube. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we got to remember who we're talking to. <laughs> if we're just like, big thing first, it's going to be like, okay, listen. <laughs> I guess. If you, um, okay, so tiny thing that I'm salty about, and this happens to me a lot, uh, just being trans on the internet. So I posted this like picture of me yesterday or two days ago mm-hmm. when I went to this like queer kink slash fetish themed rave uh-huh. and uh, I was in this like 
black well, this is my goth girl dreams in like this like see-through black shin length like mesh dress work with like a collar slash bralette attached thing on and like just black underwear right it was great it was a good outfit got a lot of likes a lot of comments but this one girl commented and she said did this thing that fucking so many people do and i just can't understand the mentality of it like i maybe i can but she started giving me like feminization tips of like oh my god and she starts with like oh my god you look so great man if you really wanted to do like what most other girls are doing you should like cut your bangs this way and you should like wear things like this and like look at changing these parts of yourself and like i on the one hand it's weird because she's like you look so good right starting with the positive and then I guess coming from a place of like, I'm going to offer you this helpful advice. But what it comes off is like, you're too stupid to know what you're not doing. Right. Where it's like, bitch, like I'm, I know how attractive like I am and how to like work my look. Right. Yeah. And I, and if I wanted to do those things, they're well within my reach. It's not as if I'm unaware of like those aesthetic options. Like you never heard of bangs. Yeah. Like, or like, yeah, I never heard of bangs or like I never heard of like penciling in my eyebrows more and dumb shit like that. Right. Was this a trans woman who felt like, like a big sister shit to you? I mean, this girl, I ended up blocking when people do that, I just block it because it doesn't piss me off. Right. So it was a cis girl just thinking she could tell you what the fuck to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's always Mm. cis people. It's rarely trans people. Trans people, when they do it, it's more always off of like a thing where I'm like, ugh, this is happening. Like, yo, here's a thing I use for this problem you're already complaining about. Right? Yeah, there you like, go. You're, like something where you're you identifying fl- a problem and they're like, oh, I happen to know something that could yeah. help Or be implying a that you would like a solution. Like, yeah. When you're sending a picture like where you look hot as fuck and this person goes, you'd look even better if. Yeah. Oh. I feel like that's like walking up to somebody and being like, listen, you've got such a nice smile. If you got braces, it yeah, would just really like, like it, it just feels like it, when I was dating no... guys on dates would constantly say, you're so pretty. If you would just lose a little weight. Uh, see, that's the worst. What I never asked the you. Fucking, yeah. I didn't ask for your fucking opinion. It, the thing it's most akin to that, like in the comedy world is mm-hmm. like when you just did a great set and then you <laughs> yeah. come off stage and someone's like, oh man, you fucking killed dude. If you just want to tighten up this one bit or like, oh man, Hey, I have a, here's a joke for you to do. Like when people are trying to give you jokes, it's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. Like I, this isn't my first time on stage. I haven't been transitioning for like two weeks and need your suggestions. I like, I'm not inviting any of this or eliciting any of this, like any of these opinions. Uh, yeah. But like when, when people somebody... try and give you like joke suggestions, it's like, who are you? You're not even, you're not trans. You're not a comic. Like, how are you giving me jokes right now? I hate it. Cause they always go with a more obvious example of a punchline than one that you use. It's like, yeah. you know why I didn't say that? Because it was dumb. Yeah. I thought of that already. <laughs> yeah. Probably. There's so many people that they're like, that like, despite how challenging and weird comedy is, it's it's like the one job that everyone feels like they could do and mm-hmm. everyone has an opinion on, even though they'll never do it. Yeah. Yeah, without well, question. Yeah, and aesthetics are the same way, right? Like, everybody mm-hmm. has an idea about what they think looks good. And, like, particularly when it comes to, like, trans people who are obviously, like, striving towards some other aesthetic, right? They're working mm-hmm. towards a thing a multiplicity of things, you know, who knows, you know, it's a spectrum, you go towards whatever, but everyone has an idea of what they think you're going for and what they think looks good and therefore feels like, well, I should help you. Like, this is a good thing for me to do instead of like, there's no reason for me to give you this unsolicited advice. There's no reason to, yeah. So So you just, you just blocked her. Yeah. Just delete the comment and block it. Yeah. How often would you say that the people that do that, like, seem to feel like they're doing a good thing? Oh, like, unless I'm, purposely like in a space of like conservative people mm-hmm. uh, it's every time it's like done out of like a good intention right like they're I'm certain they feel like they're helping yeah but like uh, and then sometimes I'll do like live streams with friends who have like conservative audiences mm-hmm. and so then the suggestions are just mean for me and sake but that's fun because it's like I don't give a shit about you motherfuckers like y'all mm-hmm. aren't y'all aren't I'm choosing to like see these things right and see these suggestions of how I could look more feminine as opposed to like someone commenting on an Instagram post that like ostensibly likes me and follows me right yeah so it's just so that's a minor salty thing that happens to me a lot but happened today so that was interesting was this a white girl with like those overly short bangs like just without uh, question I think she was a white girl with an asymmetrical cut and just like those bangs that stop in the middle of the forehead <laughs> I know she's <laughs> white I honestly she's one of those people that followed me from gender fluids and just just kept following me yeah and so like I've never honestly looked at her profile yeah um, I just wanted to confirm a prejudice I had oh yeah 
towards women that, with those bangs. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't let her trick you into those fucking bangs. <laughs> I saw this fucking picture today of this dog that had like its long, it was one of those like really skinny white English dogs that has like long hair off its head mm. even, but it, the hair was like pulled back into a ponytail and the collar it was wearing looked like a red choker. And it's like, this dog looks like it should be giving you advice on like how to eat vegan and not use like deodorant. Oh my it's like, God. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that looks like that type of white It has lady. aluminum in like, it. <laughs> I actually went uh, back to aluminum deodorant when I was in New Orleans. <laughs> like, I've been on this whole natural deodorant kick, and I broke down, and I was like, it's just too fucking hot to care about getting cancer. Now, in Louisiana, you got to paint, like, a layer of clear nail polish underneath yeah. your pits. <laughs> you get out of the shower, and you feel like you need another shower, because yeah. it's like you're moist all the time. Just just a side note that you didn't need to know. I was, mm, I've, been, I've been moist for three <laughs> days, and it's so nice to just be lightly damp. It is <laughs> You miss damp. Just when you're moist. <laughs> uh, Gross. Okay, so we got our lightweight salt, which is bitches who cannot keep their opinions to themselves. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, midweight salty uh, would be... Uh, so I do this podcast called Gender Fluids, right? Uh-huh. Uh, with my friend Ariel Norman, talk about dirty sex and gender stuff. It's it's a hoot. It's a, it's so good. It's so, so funny and well put together. By yeah. the way, I really oh, enjoyed yeah, it. Thank you. And I hate a lot of people's podcasts. <laughs> right? Yeah, there are too many. Yeah, I had you guys on my live show too. Oh yeah, that was so much fun. What live I need, show? I, we need to get the recording from it's, that. It's still on the desktop of that computer. But you I have to make sure show? that somebody sends it to you. Yeah, yeah, I have the Q review at uh, Fallout Theater. Don't tell oh, Austin. that's what you meant by live show. I thought you yeah. meant like you went Facebook Live. Third Saturdays at 10. Okay. (laughs) Drop it. (laughs) Drop it big time. It's a queer variety show. It's very important to me. Yeah. We are interrupting. I'm sorry. No, no, you're totally fine. So gender fluids. Well, yeah. So I do this podcast Mm -hmm. um, and we know we're trying to grow it as anyone is. And our main competition, right? As we look around is always other queer and like gender Mm -hmm. non-conforming, like people doing podcasts that aren't the same. No one, it's hard to say like, no one really does a podcast like us, but there's really not a podcast talking about about sex and gender as incorrectly as we do and with this <laughs> and with this little focus on like you know imparting actual information right <laughs> so like we our whole goal is to do like anti-think piece it's just us talking and working through things vagina people is my new fave yeah it's vagina people and penis people it's the best description <laughs> of people, people if you need to talk people. about biology right it's right so so wonderful but so we do that um but our main competition are these other queer and gender non-conforming people who all take it very seriously and take gender very seriously yeah. And whose podcasts are boring as fuck. And they're so fucking boring. Our number one competition is this other podcast. I guess I should... Talk your shit. Name name drop. Do it. Yeah. Start a beef on this. Oh, I mean, shit. We can start like a non-gender fluid, like a rap battle, but over genitals. Uh, I mean, oh, I, already, for it. I feel like, I think that we've never like withheld anyone's <laughs> name or information. Go for it. I've, we've avoided talking shit about them for a long time just because it's like, we don't want to be mean, but it's like, the podcast is called uh, Gender Rebels and it's, their, their logo is the trans flag with a rebel symbol from Star Wars in the middle of it, right? Okay, I thought okay. you were going to say rebel flag over no, the trans flag and I was yeah. like oh no it's about these racist tone. transgendered people it's absurdly popular <laughs> they're like listen we don't care about what's in your pants as long as it's the right color Look, yeah. okay gender is a construct I can see race all right? <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that is tangible <laughs> terrible yeah terrible I fucking love it that's exactly what that podcast is Everyone's <laughs> no. I would love the person who stops listening and writes them hate my mail right now <laughs> sorry that's just so uh, that's fucking hilarious so well they're our main competition right they're the only other like podcast that has gender in the name really besides like a few others and they're mm-hmm. started out about the same time as us but they're advancing like in the iTunes like rankings more quickly than we are but like here this is the audio nerds out of me their sound quality isn't as good as ours ours isn't the best like we don't have the most wonderful sounding podcast but it sounds better than theirs uh, our content's more interesting right it's theirs is like vi- it's strictly informational so it's like what's up with electrolysis here's how you go about doing these things and they're quick 
30 minute, 40 minute episodes. And it's just, it's so fuck. I'm so resentful of them and their success for like how little they seem to be doing and like the product that they're putting out. And I know there's no reason to do feel that way. Right. Like they're giving people a good service. They're help. I'm sure there are people listening to that. Sure. Getting things that they need from it. But when I like see it and they like have like another, like three reviews or four reviews and we get like one to their three, I'm just like, these motherfuckers are just fucking <laughs> out here playing like the happy politically correct we should all clap at them yay look at you being so good transness so and j- yeah and i hate it i hate it so much i know i shouldn't but i do on like a guttural level and i, I try and work through that but uh it's not it's not working it just shows uh, that you're dedicated to it and you care about <laughs> what you're doing um as a, just a permanently salty person i this is the kind of salt i have on a regular basis where it's like you know what it's like it's so great that she got that spot when she only has 10 minutes i'm sure she'll do great headlining like i you know yeah in the back you're always a little bit like not even you hate people but it's like a competitiveness which is good yeah and also like for me it's like it it goes to a very juvenile place of like they don't deserve that like i deserve that more and i know i don't but it's such a juvenile kind of like drive of like that should be mine right i feel like it's very easy. adult me knows that but yeah sorry i feel like it's very easy to get resentful in any sort of like entertainment capacity just because of like the the unknown flux of everything. Yeah, I wanted Not to just kill you when you were like on the same festival as Wanda Sykes. Ah. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> uh, well, if it's any consolation, I did not get to see her show or meet her because I had a show at the same time. So uh, that's true. Uh, oh, uh, in, in any for in any entertainment capacity, not even just comedy. Like the flux is so it's so oriented towards just all of the other factors other than the art most of the time like there are people who can like produce really cool shit and work really hard their entire lives and get absolutely nothing happen for them and then there are people that like if they can put out one song and next thing you know that one song blows up and then they get like three record deals out of it and then next thing you know they're producing subpar content just because they had one thing that went well and then everyone's just like but I stand by them and how long Mm -hmm. have you been doing this uh we've been doing it um a little under a year so it's very early on and like you I think know. you guys are making great progress not yeah. to like because you don't want to be pacified right now it's just how you feel and you're letting mm. it go but I just think you guys have a super funny awesome podcast yeah, it's, and yeah. it's a really great show I mean it's going well and really like the jealousy of their success is like part of it and like you know wanting what they have the other part of it is like and this is even feels worse to me in some ways like it's the type of person that is succeeding is kind mm. of annoying me it because like it is such a like represented group like obviously trans people we are underrepresented in a lot of things there's not a lot of media out there directed specifically for us or made mm-hmm. for us it's not overrepresented that way but like the type of like queer person doing that podcast is like everywhere where it's like they're all very positive like not that ariel and i are hyper negative but like the point their whole point and purpose is to like fit within the dominant mode of like how to be queer and trans. Right. Mm. And to like make in, which is a good thing. And it's not like a bad mode, but it's just frustrating when like we're over here trying to like do something equally as legitimate and like valid and like put out like, Hey, you can do this and be queer and trans. And like, here's this like nice, positive, like upbeat way to do it. Here's this other weird kind of different subaltern way to do it. And you can really get into that too. And we're not saying this one's wrong, but like, let's throw some light this way and see this other thing. It's like how, uh, I don't know if y'all listen to Doug Stanhope at all, but he has this one joke. He's like, uh, he's like talking about uh, gay people and like gay stereotypes. He's Mm -hmm. like, I come out all the time. He's like, oh, I'm not gay. He's like, but I just come out all the time. Like if I'm on a plane and the dude sitting next to me is like the sewers walks by and it's like, oh man, you got a great ass on her, but they don't really make them like they do anymore. He's like, I always be like, yeah, man, I, I hear what you're saying, but like, I'm queer. So like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. He's like, I say that just in case there's some kid around who might be questioning themselves. And then they see me just a normal dude, like openly talking about being gay and I'm not on top of a pride float mm-hmm. twinking it out, right? Showing that there are these, like, different ways to, like, be, like, a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's what we kind of are trying to do with this. And it's just frustrating when, like, people don't want to, like, incorporate that into the more, like, widely talked about or, like, known models of how yeah. to be, like, I, a queer person. I would say the best thing you can do is keep existing. Yeah, yeah Just of keep being yourselves and having a visible space where you're different. This is not the exact same thing, but marginalized group, marginalized group, marginalized group. We're all marginalized 
in this table. And what I've noticed is the first thing that people who are the norm teach us is that they're the norm Mm -hmm. and that when something else is other only a little bit of it can exist at a time there is definitely a thing like as far as like with black women where it's like only one black female actress or comedian can be popular at a time yeah and i just came back from this festival that was like this huge celebration of black female comics from all over the country and you had people who were deadpan and low energy you had people who were high energy you had people who were in their 50s and had kids and people who were gay Mm -hmm. and bi and trans and and uh, pansexual and in monogamous relationships and all different things and it was so interesting to see so many different black female voices and I think just you and Ariel continuing to exist and have your own space and be as different as you want to be for yeah. the gender rebels is super dope because <laughs> people need to be able to see that there's just so many different ways to be queer and to be yourself so that's, that's awesome yeah that. th- yeah you're 100 percent right and that's why like I feel bad talking shit about that gender rebels podcast because it's like well if I had my druthers I would wish they didn't exist but then I would <laughs> right but, but then but then I would be doing the very thing that's like well then I'm limiting them the way I f- am feeling limited now right like I would be enacting mm-hmm. that same fucked upness but that, also like but, there is a whole lot of value especially whenever you're talking about like a community like the queer community that is like so incredibly diverse and unique with all of these different perspectives and experiences and situations where it's like it's the same reason that whenever I see like gay men in television, I get mad whenever they're just like the hairdresser, the sassy best friend, or whatever. Because y- even though you're dealing with uh, a person who is part of like what you would consider diversity, if you show all gay or all lesbian or all trans people through the same lens, and all of the art exists in the same way, you've just created a homogenous space within something that is diverse. So you're not really like to a degree you're creating diversity yes because it's not the societal norm but you're restricting yourself to like this is the one way to be this or this is the one way to be that and you have to have a diverse set of people within each of those cultures if you really want to like tout true powerful diversity i think for sure for sure shit how much do we have time oh yeah we got more time that oh, was, yeah. man if that was mid-level salt let's see what you got locked oh, in the chamber for this the is, last one. Oh, this is just og ah, sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh i love that the it's raining man yeah Dude, i saw that sit the, on like a heavy metal blog a few years ago and i was like yeah with dead bodies falling yeah, and it's, so sick. it's actually raining men and they're just yeah. like doing that stuff that they're doing on the album cover but they're surrounded Rain by like it. corpses on cars and it's people hiding from awesome. raining bodies yeah, i love it <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it just tickles me so much the idea of continuing to sing about it as they die I mean, i'm sorry we don't we don't know that that chorus isn't a celebration of men just dying <laughs> Can't be, be certain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really love that you're sharing with us different levels of salt. You're one of the first yeah. people to be so succinct with it. Instead of having one big story, we got a couple of different ones. So. Yeah. Stepping stones of salt. Yeah, different types. You know, you Stepping get different salt. salt at the store. You can't just come in with one, you know, so. You, that's true. We started yeah. with kosher. Then we went to C. Now we're going to pink Himalayan. Himalayan. It's the good mm. stuff. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> Eventually, you're just going to be salt blocks like in ancient Egypt. Huge <laughs> blocks of salt. We're crossing <laughs> deserts with the salt. Uh, What's the one thing you're the most resentful about yeah. in your life? I don't know, honestly. I was trying to think about that before I came on. I was like, what am I most resentful about? And it's not, I don't have like a giant thing that I am resentful about, I don't think. I think I just have like a long-standing relationship and battle with resentment, right? But I think a lot of people do that, where it's yeah. just like, it's a th- thing like jealousy that you can never stop from happening. You can just learn to mitigate your reaction to it mm-hmm. and like kind of figure out like how to deal with that resentf- resentment in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, and li- like I said, like, you know, I've had those thoughts about gender rebels for a long time, but we've only ever like Daryl and I've only ever talked about it. Like smoking a blunt together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, we can't fucking, but God, these motherfuckers. Yeah. You know, like, Funny is their name sounds like they would be more interesting than they are. Yeah. The word rebels is like, you're not really rebelling against much. I gotta tell you if like we're judging rebellion and like rebelliousness, like between the two podcasts, gender fluids wins. I'm sorry. We talked about people who want to have fake abortions as a fetish that I don't know if they exist. 
exist, but I'm sure they do. I miss that episode. It's in there. It's a, like 19. Fake abort? Like tell people they had an abortion? No, like a guy who like, what if there was a guy who really liked the idea of having abortion? So he like got partially aborted baby fetuses and like put them inside himself and then like aborted them out. Anyway, and that's the kind out, of so you like feel like a little hand coming out <laughs> and the whole little head and the body, or like we we're like, what if he even took it to another level? And then he was like, he runs into a hospital. He's like, help, my baby's coming. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he sits oh down. And there's a whole crew of doctors looking at him as he like shits this baby out in this fake abortion because he wants to watch the reaction of these people. That's his thing. We're like, what if that's a guy? He could put a little GoPro on the head so you can like film oh it God. coming out from its perspective. That's anyway, the for- direction I see YouTube going. <laughs> I'm, I'm so serious. It's just like so. We're doing the husband and wife challenge where he does my makeup, and then we're doing the fake abortion challenge. (laughs) Sorry, whenever you took that breath, like to clear your throat, I said anyway because I thought that that was like the stopping point. I was gonna, I was just gonna say like anyway. That's the kind of content you can hear on Gender Fluids. It is BT Dubs. But speaking of kinks, did Ariel ask you about the any any belly button thing yet? No. Okay. Well, she saw a status on my uh, (laughs) Facebook. Oh, I did. And she said that she was gonna ask you about it on an episode of the show. Okay. It'll probably be tomorrow then. Okay. Well, because I got a message on tinder from somebody and the first thing that they said they were like do you have an in your outie belly button i mean people are definitely into different belly buttons and that's a huge not a huge thing i just not uncommon. i just pictured somebody like pulling up my shirt and like licking their lips and then just going for like an outie belly button just to, like suckle on it like a newborn i thought you were gonna i was thinking like you get they would be into like giving raspberries like <laughs> oh. maybe that's their in like <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gross. I I talk about this on stage, but I used to have an eating disorder and I was a lot younger. And like, I when I went through therapy to kind of work through like my feelings about my body and things like that, one of the first things I thought about was like, when was the first time I realized I hated my body? And I tell this story on stage. But it was when... I remember like the first time I was like, oh, I'm ugly and there's something wrong with me was when a popular girl got her belly button pierced. And I was like, oh, I want to, by the way, this girl got her belly button pierced in the fifth grade. Like her mom, who was like one of those teen yeah. mom mom, like these Farrah Abram moms. Stank. On, on, like, what are the, I should not have Oh, no, no, I meant the, I meant the, I meant the, I meant the fifth grader. <laughs> well, she was one of those like very young moms, took her out of school on her birthday to get a belly button piercing. Then she showed up the next day with a belly oh button God. piercing. And was like all excited that she missed school for it. And I was like, oh, I want my belly button pierced. And I lifted up my shirt and she goes, ew, you can't get your belly button pierced. You have an Audi. What a cunt. Oh, I was so dedicated to fixing this belly button. And I think this is like what spiraled me into throwing up later. I would take a number two pencil every day and hold that in my belly button for 30 minutes. Exactly one Arthur episode. And hold it. <laughs> and like hold it. A little positive reinforcement for my body. Body shaming every day when you're walking down the street like put it in oh it was horrible and i like oh I, my god my belly button is so flat it looks like i was never born my little sister hers is like half squished in like a Reese's pieces because she only let me do it twice <laughs> <laughs> so she has like a half in half outy oh god we're deformed that's crazy um, <laughs> that she's got an omnidirectional belly yeah button. <laughs> She's a she's got a belly button neutral kind of person. Yeah, belly button neutral. <laughs> I uh, uh, break out of the any Audi binary. Yeah. <laughs> In uh, high school, uh, I a thing I was resentful of relating to my belly button was the fact that I wanted to get it pierced because it was like a little gay boy thing I could have done, and my parents just like would not let it happen. And so me and my friends had this thing where we would steal horse needles, uh, for hypodermic horse needles from Tractor Supply, which are they're needles that you use to give horses shots. How and in the country did you live very where it's called Bonham, Texas. Mm. It's there's no there's no one there. It's tiny. It's tiny as fuck. I was like, you dropped horse needles like that's just some shit yeah, we know that's about. That's why I went back and explained. Uh, they use it to give I horses do. shots, right? Because yeah. their skin's so thick, but they're sold in like different gauges, like the gauges mm. of your ears. And mm. so we would steal them because they're sterilized, and then we would pierce people with them, like in between classes and after school and shit. <laughs> and so I like uh, I was so resentful and angry that my parents wouldn't let me pierce my belly button. I remember twice sitting in my bathroom with like a piece of ice like numbing my belly button with like a at that point dullish horse needle and like forcing it through like pinching my skin and like forcing it through and then trying to put like a nose ring back through it or like a different ring back through it but like the gauge was off so like I couldn't get it full all the way through and like I almost passed out I'm like yeah belly buttons why are are people so obsessed with it it was such a 2000s thing yeah you just want to do Britney Spears or J-Lo or Janet it was just somewhere to put your butterfly charm yeah. yeah 
I still today, like it, not three weeks ago, I was like thinking maybe I'll pierce my belly button. I'm like, don't you fucking do it. Like you're, you're it's past time. <laughs> yeah. You should have done it already or it's over. Like belly not, buttons aren't even cool. Like it's all yeah. about like that top part of the tummy now. Yeah. Yeah. High waist. And yeah. I thought like that. that's what stopped me. Also, I was like, my jeans would rub against it and shit. And yeah. So. But, um, my my third uh, little salty thing is my mm-hmm. OG salty. Okay. OG from salty. high school, same era. I was the same age okay. as when I was piercing the, my belly button. Actually, so uh, when I was in high school, I got very into theater. And uh, my junior year of, was it my junior year? No, my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. No. Ju- <laughs> I'm like yeah. No. Yeah, sorry. I think- sorry. Junior year of high school. It all blurs together. It was so horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, my, we got a new theater teacher who was this young, like 26, 27 year old blonde girl. Uh, and I ended up fucking my theater teacher, right? Whoops. Yeah. So, cause I was like a repressed gay kid in a small town. And like, uh, I was like technically vice president of the theater company and her program in Bonham. And so I was spending a lot of time around her and like getting very close, like feeling okay, being open. And like, we were texting very inappropriately, right? Like a teacher and a kid text back and forth and then I was confiding in her about being gay but not having anyone to date and she was like well why don't you just find a girl to like fuck in the ass that would be like a good substitute because clearly like in her head a teacher texted that well she fucked why am I shocked okay yeah when you're a teacher you're never off the clock (laughs) (laughs) I love that you never off the clock never off the clock so this is a Mary Kay Letourneau situation but you didn't get a book out of is that why you're salty like you could be famous right now my saltiness this is my first like big kind of like interaction with resentment I think because okay. like uh, by the way she had a Baptist youth, min- youth minister husband who had two and they had two small children one that was a, like 11 months old and one that was like two, two years old uh, yeah and then after like she fucked me and like what happens I'll tell you and she ended up fucking another kid and then he got drunk at a party and told everybody and then she ended up having to resign and then she left her husband to be a lesbian in Tulsa for a while um, and left the kids just like dropped them left them all behind so she's a horrible person so, you know. Yeah, I was going to say she sounds like she's just like leaving a trail of destruction. She well, maybe she person. shouldn't have two kids before she was 26. Yeah, like, she so. had a lot of life to live. Yeah. So I get this message where she's like, why don't you just find a girl to fuck in the ass? And I was like, well, I've fucked girls before, but like none of them in this town are into that. Like none of them would let me fuck their ass if I wanted to. And she's like, well, I have an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just checked my drunk drawer, and it turns out I've, I've just got an ass. It's right there next to the AA battery. <laughs> I wish we didn't have to name these episodes after the guest, because I wish it was called I Have an Ass Dash Austin Smart. <laughs> like, I just yeah. happen to have an ass in the drunk I drawer. have an ass. <laughs> it's the, I have a dream speech. Uh, <laughs> I have an ass. <laughs> it is a good ass. <laughs> Fluffy, but not too. <laughs> <laughs> wow so whoa yeah so i was like i could you know i don't know what i wouldn't say i could be into that because i wasn't in my like vernacular back then but essentially uh we were talking and she was like yeah i'm putting the phone in between my legs so i can feel it vibrate when you text me <laughs> shit like that <laughs> right whoa. yeah so we make plans to fuck after play practice one day and so like six sexting was hilarious yeah <laughs> dude it was and it was like old school nokia brick phone texting yeah, too I know. right when so she this said is, she was vi- i was like those used to be strong yeah <laughs> <laughs> those used to work the flip phone no they don't make it like they used to no they don't not anymore <laughs> these you want to subtle talk, pussy you want to vibrations talk about a phone that never broke either yeah ever um so we yeah we made these plans to fuck after play practice so we're there and we're during play practice and we're both super horny and so she just just like uh hey guys like actually i gotta wrap up early uh so y'all can head out and uh, i was like i'll stay and help you pick up so everyone leaves but us and we're so we're in this theater which is not attached to our school it's a super old historic theater oh so it's just God, this really? standalone building so all the doors are locked and no one can get in and we're doing a play with like a bed on it in the play and so we just get this like nasty mattress oh, and like no. take it to the like green room slash dressing room and just like fuck on top of that and we fucked several times and like at one point you know she was like well do you want to like fuck me in the ass and I was like sure I guess I was like I don't have any lube and we weren't using condoms by the way uh, of course she supposedly like was on the pill uh, and had plan B so like uh, do you have a kid in Oklahoma <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm fucking... can we interview the kid from Oklahoma yeah. next 
next week about being resentful. So <laughs> when I fucked it again, I was like, I don't have any lube. And she was like, you can just use spit. And I was like, all right. Uh, so like I did and I started fucking her. And like, at one point I like looked down and her ass is like bleeding. <laughs> and so I was like, I kind of stopped and I was like, Hey, your ass is bleeding. Like, I, do you want me to stop? And she goes, Oh no, it always does that. You can keep going. Oh no. <laughs> See that. I feel like that would be the better title. Hey, your ass is bleeding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. So I Jasmine took her headphones off. She's leaving. She's leaving the studio. Uh, she, she, <laughs> she's out of the room. Oh, for the record, for the record, it wasn't the ass sex. It was the bleeding and then not caring that you yeah. were bleeding. Hey, your ass so. is bleeding. <laughs> I clipped an ingrown toenail today and like almost passed out. I can't imagine. <laughs> Man, and here I am teaching kids that the thing I'm the most worried about is a weighted vest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh my now god. Now my ass has to bleed. Uh, yeah. Oh god. If you want to do your job right, you need to let that autistic kid fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> thank God this is going to come out after I am done doing it. Oh my god, thank God. That's hilarious. Oh my god. So those, those, oh my god, those kids want to find like my videos and stuff online. Oh my god, I hope they don't like that. As we uh, if, okay, if if I if you by whatever chance are one of the kids that I taught in camp and you found this podcast and you're listening to it. Don't God is good. Example. I don't know. I don't know. Walk with walk with God. I don't know what to tell you, honey. Stop listening. This isn't for you. No, keep listening. It'll make you cooler. <laughs> Shit. So, so the way you preface this with saying is this is one of your first experiences with resentment. Yeah, I'm sure. We're getting there. It's yeah. more than What's, just her ass bleeding. Yeah, I wasn't resentful about that. That wasn't my problem. Did it bleed on the mattress that you had to keep using for the play? No, it wasn't a lot of blood. It was like a mild amount of blood. It wasn't gushing or anything like that. It was like a. It was like if you had. It was like if you were someone was fucking you Came and you figured dripping. out you gotta, you gotta really fuck it up to like drip, drip. gush blood. yeah Came it's like you, it. it's like you just figured out you're on your period or it just hit like as you were fucking you know when you just kind of barely get a little bit of blood like on a dick i don't know if you'll have period sex or not i, I am assuming kai doesn't so no uh, <laughs> kai's like i don't fuck I don't, women unless they're on their periods that's yeah. the only time it, so that it's would kind be of such like, an interesting fetish if you were just like i'm only a gay bleeding. man but i love period sex well i mean you know <laughs> once you catch the scent <laughs> Oh my goodness. Mm, oh. Coppery. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's like a pre nineteen seventy two penny. Um, Wait, no, so. that was that was like nickel. Anyway. Anyway, okay. So, so we we fucked four or five times. I forget how often. It wasn't a lot. It lasted over like a few months and then uh I ended up ending it with her because like I was losing respect for her more and more. Her craziness was kind of coming out more and more, even in like play practice, like people in the kind like that were in the play, including my sister uh we're getting pissed at her like for being immature and not like directing well and it was just a frustrating experience right mm -hmm. and so i eventually uh ended it with her and when i did that she like started trying to just treat me like every other student again and i was like nah bitch like you don't get to do that i wasn't hurt by it but i was like you can't tell me what to do anymore you have no leeway to control me, even if you are my teacher now. Like, I, I fucked you in the ass multiple times. Like, you could go to jail if anyone found out about this, probably. So, I'm just gonna, like, do what I want, more or less. I wasn't being a dick, but, like, I wouldn't really listen to her. And so, this, this is, is like, like if Glee was on Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so in. I'm like, what else? And so, like... Uh, I got really resentful towards her and her power that she had because like I ended up getting kicked out of the one act play because like I would like get angry at her and like uh, and other people didn't feel comfortable yelling at her being angry at her during practice even though we'd be running a scene and then we'd end the scene we'd look back and she'd be like on her phone texting or something and we'd be like hey like what the fuck did you well, they wouldn't say that I'm like what did you think of that and she's like oh that was good I was like you weren't even watching like can you put your fucking phone down like I just stopped like putting up with her bullshit essentially right yeah and all this time she's i'm sure she was texting the other student that she had started fucking after me right like a few months later right Jesus. or a few weeks later so not that it matters but was it a guy or a girl that she started fucking after they were you? both guys okay i was just like i was uh, curious yes yeah. so uh yeah i started losing that so i ended up getting kicked out of the one act play and uh then i ended up and like i had a leading role in it and they <laughs> replaced me and then uh and 
after that happened in class, I really started to resent her and her power and was just like, I'm now I was just like being like a little dweeb, like a little dorky kid. Now I'm fixing to like be annoying and like make your life hell. So like, I like the did a lot of like weird, like juvenile things, like bringing like little noisemakers to class and like not paying attention and like making not doing any of my assignments correctly still getting all A's she knew um, <coughs> and then like uh, the final the thing that struck broke the camel's back was like I brought these balloons into class one day because mm. uh, it was Valentine's Day and I'd gotten a carnation on a balloon and like I was playing with this balloon she was like Austin put the balloon down I was like I don't want to I was like I'm going to make this a sticking point I'm not getting rid of this balloon and so for like 20 minutes we were like arguing with each other where she was like yelling at me and i was just calmly like being like yeah but this balloon's really special to me and i just would i would feel bad if i let go of it so i'm just gonna hold on to it i'll do my work don't worry and she's like you know i'm telling you to put it in the back of the classroom so you put it back there i was like can i just can I just hold it under my arm can i just leave it there and hold the balloon there just being like a little little smart ass right yeah. i wish that you would have said something like yeah you would like for me to put it in the back wouldn't you <laughs> <laughs> uh, i wasn't clever enough <laughs> Yeah, and she ended up, because of this balloon, uh, getting me put in ISS, like an in-school suspension for like a week and a half, uh, because, or something like that. Like Texas education. Yeah, and like, but the funniest thing was like, my mom, like, I, yeah, still had a lot of resentment towards her for like doing that, because it fucked up some other things mm-hmm. for me, and, but my mom like got a copy of like the report that she wrote, like from the mm-hmm. principal, and like read it to me, and <laughs> was not angry at me, but I was a little disappointed that like I was kind of laughing as she read this report because it was the whole, she detailed the whole conversation. Like then Austin took the balloon from under his arm and moved the balloon over to this side. And it was this whole like page long report about what I did with a fucking balloon <laughs> that like blew it up. Yeah. I, ne- I resented her for so long uh, because of that. That was like my first real touch of like resentment where it's like, you don't deserve this power. Like you're not supposed to be above me. Also, like fuck her. I'm, she's a legit predator. It is surprising yeah. that she was willing to like, it took me a lot. Push you enough, you know, because you could have been like, also, after the balloon, oh, wait, a few weeks before that, I popped her asshole. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. I should have just been like, I'm like, thinking back on it now, I'm like, I should have just leveraged that. It never crossed my mind to leverage the fact that I fucked her. I was just like, I'm not a snitch. I'm not going to tell anybody. Like, oh Being God. an adult now, do you feel preyed upon because of what happened? Um, No. Yes and no. Okay. So, no, because I don't feel like I was, like, hyper-manipulated, right? I don't feel mm-hmm. like I was coerced. Like, I was definitely, like, thinking about it and excited about it, like, fucking her. And, like, that was all well and good. The only area I feel slightly manipulated in and taken advantage of is, like, the fact that, like, she was a confidant that I had opened up to about being or thinking I was gay at the time. And then that's really what she used as a window into being like, well, you can fuck my ass. Mm-hmm. And, like, me being the horny you know junior in high school that i was was like i want that so bad like of course i want to fuck you right so in that way i feel a little preyed upon but not in a way to where it's ever like fucked me up like i've only ever thought on it as like a funny thing that i did and like got away with (laughs) like i even though i didn't really get away with anything because technically i didn't do anything wrong i feel like yeah i got away with fucking my high school theater teacher like i'd lie to my parents be like yeah, I'm going to go help Miss So-and-so do th- inventory of all of our props. We're going to go do inventory on Saturday at 2. And I would go spend a couple hours in the theater fucking her. Ugh! Then, on like, that dirty mattress! Oh, I'm so stuck on that. Yeah. That mattress was used by the kids. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure it stayed people in that department for years Yeah, people that. pretended to be asleep on it, you know, mm, nuzzling into that mattress. And it's just like... Yeah. The telltale mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! You have uh, brought this, us layers of salt today. So here's if this lot. mattress could talk, it would also say your ass is bleeding. <laughs> um, your ass is bleeding, dude. The fuck, the craziest thing. I was like, please. The first time I fucked her, I came inside of her, right? Because I was like, should I pull out? And she's like, no, come inside me. I was like, sixteen-year-old me was like, oh okay. shit. So I did it, and then I was like, please get Plan B after this. And she was like, I'm on the pill, and also I have a box of Plan B at home. I was like, you have a whole box? Like she's like, yeah, I've got multiples like not just the one like i've got a can, like economy size thing a plan they don't B. sell it like that i know i think she's probably just stocked up on it. it was what i had imagined in my head i was just like jesus christ like 
It's a plan B, not A. You shouldn't have multiples. Like you should have the one emergency one. It's like here we've got the first aid kit. Here we've got the hoe aid kit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. What an interesting mm, monster. How did you uh, keep up with her and like know what else she was doing? Uh, well, so my, like I said, my sister was in that one act play as well. And she also befriended my sister, right? Mm -hmm. Who's two years younger than I am. So she was a freshman in high school. Um, and they would text also again, very inappropriate. And like, uh, it was only later that Abby, like the year or two later, Abby was like, Oh shit. Like this is very inappropriate. And it's like, stop texting her. But through her, she kind of like, uh, would tell me anytime, like she hit her up. Cause she hit Abby, uh, my sister, like years after she got, uh, she resigned and left that high school. Right. So she had already left her husband and moved to Tulsa to be a lesbian. Like, you know, two years later and would text Abby randomly like, Hey, what are you up to? It's been a while. And Abby's just like, I'm not going to talk to you. That's fucking weird weird and so through that though she would like mm. we figured it out or she'd get a facebook friend request from her and we'd be like oh what's miss so-and-so up to and like check it out and that is so weird yeah. no boundaries at all that is so damn weird what a cream yeah. oh my goodness what a, what a genuine you have brought us place. layers of salt today <laughs> and it's been definitely one of my favorite episodes i know i feel like we did three is, episodes is this like a bow for a doll I don't understand oh, what happens. Oh, it's my conquering. Oh, okay. Oh, you put a bow. <laughs> Adorable. Um, thank you so much for being a part of this yeah, podcast. Thanks y'all for having me. Yeah. Uh, we already talked about the great podcast people can hear you on, but if they want to just follow you and learn more about your stand-up performances, things yeah. you're working on, where can they find you online? Um, you can visit my website, which is just my name. It's austinsmart.com, and there's two T's in smart. It's A-S-T-I-N-S-M-A-R-T-T.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and my handle is Austin is smart just like my name uh yeah you can find me all over those places yeah um, definitely make sure to check out gender fluids so you're all y'all are also on itunes and stuff yeah. right and don't I, call it bodily fluids i accidentally introduced oh God, yeah. ariel like that at a show, at a show, <laughs> at a show. she goes and she hosts a great p p podcast called bodily fluids and i was hey, like oh god I would, I would prefer that to, <laughs> like some people like say just leave the s off and it's like on their podcast gender fluid it's like no because then it's just about our identity right. If it's like the purpose is it's supposed to be a cum joke. It's gender <laughs> fluids. Like it's like coming. You know? Slurp. <sighs> Gross. So, yeah. <laughs> You have been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Austin. Hey, thank you all. Yeah, thank and thanks for checking out the show. If you like the show, you can check us out online uh, at facebook.com slash extrasaltypod or twitter.com extrasaltypod and on Instagram, we're extrasaltypodcast. Because we're inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like the show, uh, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Super easy to do, but it helps everybody else find the show. Thanks so much. Keep listening. Stay and salty. keep it salty. We did not match, but we did it nope. at the same time. International.